Right. All right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out, you know, what all the small things are in life. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined as always by a uh, by my my laughing co-host. You made a joke. Uh, Alex Mildenberger. That's who I am. Alex Mildenberger. Mm-hmm. In the studio. In my Not studio. Like, in your studio. How are you doing, my man? Studious. Studi- hey, my studious co-host. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, today we're talking about All the Small Things by Blink-182. Before we talk about that, Alex, let's talk hashtag better for September because we haven't talked about that in a while. How's it going? That's true. We're kind of a little bit messed up with our episode order and there was some weird mm-hmm. stuff going on. Um, I'm feeling a little better. What I stopped, what I did this week uh, was, or yesterday, was I stopped mm-hmm. wearing my um, orthotics like in my okay. shoes. Oh, your shoe orthotics. Which they're supposed to help me like heal from uh from my plantar fasciitis but mm-hmm. i'm not convinced they're like really helping like i think they help you heal but not really get better because that's sort right. of what like my physiotherapist said was like yeah but it's still it, like it, it it gives you support but then it sort of um supports too much like then you need to strengthen it right so that's what i'm mm. trying to do now and i'm hoping i don't like mess everything up but that's what that's what i'm doing right now Right, so One you almost have to time. alternate it, like so you strengthen it and then you give it rest time with the, with the the inserts. Yeah, I I really should be doing something like that, like on and off. But I I've had them out for the last like couple of days. I should probably put them back in for half a day or something. Yeah, give it give it a shot. And see how um, it works out. Oh yes, there's more. There is more. Um, mm-hmm. I am practicing for bocce ball because I'm. Ooh. It's for the Calgary Corporate Challenge. I'm the captain oh, of the yeah. bocce ball team because I volunteered. I was volunteered. It's not. I didn't like try out. Okay. I'm not like good at bocce ball or anything. I mean, you're the captain, so. but I am the captain. It just means that I have to buy some bocce balls, and uh, I get to expense them. It's all good, and okay. then okay. Uh, we can practice. So the the responsibilities of captain are expensing bocce balls. That's well, I have to organize it. practices as well, and uh, apparently buy snacks and drinks, which is weird because I don't uh, drink or like snacks that much. So I might have to delegate. Well, yeah, wow, that's you're out of your element, man. Yeah, I don't know. You're gonna come there with <laughs> motor oil and portable batteries. You're like, here are refreshments for you. <laughs> Like, the, it needs to recharge here on this. <laughs> My robot voice has a weird accent, apparently. That's good. It's because it's been around humans so long. It's learning, but slowly. Um, That's how, good. How I mean, are you improving? Poorly, Alex. I've oh. missed the last two blog posts. Oh, no. Um, Were you doing weekly? Or ideally? Yeah, I was doing weekly. But that you have a new job. 
Yeah, so I've just been kind of trying to remaster my schedule. Hey, remaster is a music term. Look what I did there. Yeah, nice. That's, oh, yeah. I'm going to try and get back on it, though, because I do like writing the blog posts. It's just been, yeah, it's been kind of a busy two yeah. weeks. I'm still, I'm trying to make music for the podcast so we can actually have, you know, things play at the start. We can do some interludes. I can start doing things like, we'll talk more after the break. And then I'll be like, boop, 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 boop. We'll just do like a <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly what i want to do is is throw in some throw in some tiffany but it would be like like the like in trigun they had the like break but we watched it on netflix and how it would mm-hmm. just be like the like guitar solo just ripping guitar solo and then half a second of silence and then another ripping guitar solo which was awesome yeah it'd be exactly like that so we would do that we wouldn't even need to put an ad in we don't have I mean, ads. Theor- theoretically, we could do this live, Alex, because you could hook up your synth to the the mixer. That's true. Um, and then just and then record it. But yeah, would I be able to hear it? Maybe. If you if you yeah if you set so. it up right so that your output yeah. goes back into your right input, as long as it's making its own around. noise yeah because yeah, I'm I'm always mm-hmm. got this keyboard here that you might be able to hear. Um, I can hear the, the, the physical pressing. I can't hear the noises. Yeah, you can't hear the noise, but sometimes I have it on. And yeah, because the computer is making the sound, it's not looping through the thing properly. And I don't, it might be possible to do, but I don't really know how. We should, we should look into that. And then you could do, you could be like a baseball organist, you know? Yeah. I'm like, and our next cover is, and you'd be like, bah, 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 bah. and I, I, yeah, I gotta talk over that. I'm like, hailing from Portland, Oregon, and a band from the 1990s, and it'd be very fun. So yeah, uh, better for hashtag better for September progress has been slow, but I am still, I'm still hyped on it, and um, I'm giving it my all. Yeah, well, Speaking I mean, you're, of, you're in a whole new era of your life. You're in a new city. You're, you have a new career in a new town, my friend. I do actually have that. So you know, that's something. Yeah, it is something, and yeah, it's it's weird. So we're talking about all the small things by Blink-182, or Blink-182, as they call them in the UK. Really? Do yeah, they? those fucking weirdos. They say, oh, Blink-182. 182. 182. So this is like their number one jam. It's from the third album of theirs, just called Enema of the State. It's a good name. Um, it's very, like, it's just, fitting yeah. of, of them and, like, their whole... Thing they do yeah it's like severely on point it's very much yes this like, whole this th- whole song is just like so iconic in terms of what this is which is i mean a pop punk song from 1999 yeah and so. it kind of covers all those elements like we were talking about pop punk on the last episode a bit and it very much has that adolescent feel where it's it, but it's again i it's an adult singing he's talking about his adult life but he's got this adolescent voice and there is that undertone of sort of adolescent humor yeah absolutely it's like dick jokes not really but kind of that vibe mhm yeah it's uh it's based in it's like blue humor you might say it's based in sexual realms blue humor eh i don't think i've ever heard yeah. that term i think i believe it's blue is in blue collar Oh sure. Uh, all right, I guess. Why not? That's I, I it's my guess though. I have never I've never really fully looked into that term. Okay. 
but yeah, so this was uh, uh, composed by the guitarist and vocalist Tom DeLonge as an ode to his girlfriend, Jennifer Jenkins. It's also co-written with the bassist Mark Hoppus. Uh, worth noting is that Tom DeLonge is the the member of Blink-182, I guess he's no longer a member, right. who believes aliens are real. He's like obsessed with aliens. And he writes about aliens a lot, right? Yeah, he so he has an alien show coming up on History Channel. Oh, damn. I think it's coming out, what's today? It's like, I think it it's might be like two days from us recording, so it'll be about like a, like a, uh, uh, sorry, my brain just shut down. It so is after like work. On four days after the episode has been released. No, four days before this episode is released. Yeah. His History Channel alien show will be up. Oh man, does he have a, does he have a Friday time slot? And um, follow up, is that desirable? I don't know. I don't know. I think I always think Thursday and Tuesday for some reason are the big ones. Um so he has a he has a remark as well about Blink 182 in regards to aliens. He says, "If I played Blink, they wouldn't get the jokes. They would probably get really offended and start an interplanetary war." The the aliens? Yeah, the aliens would. They wouldn't like his music? Is he on purpose like his, trying to make aliens mad? So we Maybe. can start an interplanetary war? I guess we'll find out this Friday on History Channel. It's Aliens with Tom DeLong. Is that what it's um, called? No, I don't know what it's called. Aliens. I didn't write down the title. Um, so, and Mark Hoppus says of Tom DeLong, he says, Tom is totally 100% faithful to his girlfriend. He's pretty straightforward. He hangs out with his girlfriend, and he believes in aliens. That's his two things, eh? That's his two things. <laughs> Listen, motherfucker, I'm about two things. Hanging out with my girlfriend and believing in aliens. And right now, my girlfriend's at work. <laughs> so, and I mean, yeah, I mean, that kind of rings true. Have you seen the, like, um, what is it? Cribs? No, that's not him, is it? That's the other band. Is it? it? I can't remember. There's an episode of Cribs where it's like, it's Blink-182. I think it's Blink-182. No. Is it Blink-182? Which, it's, there's an episode of Cribs. I was going to look it up, and then I forgot. Um, Tom DeLonge, MTV Cribs. Where, there's also one with Mark Hoppus. Yeah, there's one with both. It's whichever one is, like, it's his mom's house. Like, it's his parents' house. Okay. I'm looking at the, the Blink-182 one. This might not be MTV Cribs. He's interviewing Mel Gibson about aliens because of the movie Signs. Because of the ro, because of the robots, <laughs> because of the aliens. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sign says aliens in it. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Let's see, cribs. what about what if you look up MTV Cribs? Parents' house. MTV Cribs, parents' house. Pop punk band Sum Forty One got asked to do MTV Cribs. They did. This is a, this okay. is a Reddit thread. They did okay. it at the drummer's house. I got my pop house. punk bands uh, mixed up. Never mind. It That's was Sum okay. Forty One. In the last episode, I said System of a Down when I meant Sum Forty One. So I don't even remember you talking about System of a Down. Quite frankly, it was so. It was like a. Th it was briefly. I mentioned them like, just by name once, but that was it. That's embarrassing. It's also possible you cut out at that point in time, and I didn't oh, notice yeah. it at all. So good. At least you don't think I'm a fool. <laughs> all right. So we can probably cut a lot of that. 
Um, but will we? <laughs> will we? I don't know. It's up to you. I, I suppose it is. Um, yeah, so all the small things. He wrote it for his girlfriend. Tom DeLonge did. Um, this is uh, was selected by Rolling Stones as one of the 100 greatest pop songs and is listed in the 2010 book 1001 Songs You Must Hear Before You Die. It's definitely... Did I say it was iconic already? Because I think it's iconic. Yes, I believe so. I think um, you said it was iconic in terms to Blink-182 sound, but I think you can now also establish that it is indeed generally simply iconic. iconic. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Because this is a song... Like, even I am fairly familiar with this song. And when this song came out, like, that time period would be a time period where I would not be exposed to this and where I would have, like, pushed it away. And I kind of did, but it was just so like ingrained in everything and it was even, impossible to escape it's been in so yeah. many movies and tv shows if you look at the wikipedia page it's just like like this song was everywhere it was number one on the billboard modern rock charts number two on the uk singles and number six on the billboard hot 100 and it's their only song that's actually broke the top 40 yeah and i mean we went to what was that we went to to broken city a little while ago in calgary at the, yeah uh, what was the event called there. It was called Cash for Oh, it's uh, it's Rockin' for Dollars. Rockin' for Dollars. Um and they had a Blink-182 night. And that mm-hmm. was I was shocked by just how many Blink-182 songs there were. Not that I doubted, I just didn't know any of their songs. I, I know, I know like three. Yeah. Four? They've like three or four big ones. And this is the, mm-hmm. by far the biggest, I think. Easily. Although that said, when I googled lyrics, all the small things lyrics, the the like automatic Google algorithm lyrics are the wrong lyrics. Really? It's I don't know what song is it, it is. Black Friday's version? It, it's un no, it it's understood. I said it many ways. Too scared to run. I'm too scared to stay. I said I'd leave, but I could never leave her. And if I did, you know I'd never cheat her. I don't know Blink one eighty two songs well enough to know what song that is. She's a dove. She's a fucking her. nightmare. Unpredictable. It was my mistake to stay here. I'm going to search those lyrics with Google. It's the it's Dumpweed. It's ah uh, good uh, idea. It is a Blink 180 tong. So, so, Blink 180 tong. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Blink 182 song. It's the first one on that album on Enema of the State. It's okay. The so all the small things, lyrics. Google that. You will not get all the small things lyrics until you scroll yeah. down. Google doesn't know. So this song is still secret to Google. Don't let them find out. Uh, yeah. And people who look up all the small things lyrics also ask, what movie was all the small things in? And there's many answers to this, but Google tells them clock stoppers. Fuck, I saw clock stoppers. <laughs> Me too. Clock stoppers? Yeah. I and their whole thing knew. was like they kept aging or they aged faster when they stopped the clock. Mm-hmm. I think they reversed it in the end. Spoilers for clock stoppers. <laughs> I remember someone in elementary school, I don't remember who. Had the novelization of Clock Stoppers. <laughs> uh, was it one of those ones where it's got the pictures in the middle from the book? Like, oh, from the I movie? don't doubt it was. They all, those pictures always fell out too. Oh yeah, they would dude. not stay in. I had but they that. They're also the only reason anyone bought those. Yeah, because like I had that, but for um, Mewtwo Strikes. No, no, Mewtwo. Is Mewtwo Strikes Back the first Pokemon it is Mewtwo movie? Mewtwo Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. It had I, I brought it for show and tell in grade one. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, now that we're still walking down memory lane to... Actually, that would have been 1999. 
Yeah. Probably. So fun. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's. So talking about the popularity of this song, yes, it was sort we of were. intentional on their part. Uh, I think we need to Los talk Angeles. more about Pokemon movies. Is that okay? Definitely. Is that okay? I think so, because I think, uh, I would say that, you know, Mark Hoppus has a real Pikachu vibe about him, and I feel like Tom DeLong is the Ash Ketchum of the relationship. Yeah, and uh, the other guy is more like a pseudo-wudo type. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... Fucking, what is his name? Travis? Scott. Nope. No. <laughs> It is Travis, though, because I remember that from the sign in the music video. Did you watch the music video? Oh, yes, I watched the music video. It's not Mark? Um, it's not Mark. Isn't there no, a Mark? Mark Hoppus. There is, yeah, Mark Hoppus, the bass player. I've oh, yeah, yeah, like sorry. Times. I'm, I'm fucked, man. Okay. Um, Travis Barker. Travis Barker, wow. Famously fe- featured in the Guitar Hero World Tour game, I think. Cool. Yeah, he's a playable character. Ooh. Wait, it wasn't World Tour? Which one was World Tour? That was the PlayStation 3 title. Okay, never mind. I was thinking, like, the DS one or something like mm. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever that one was called. Ugh, Dark Hero. Nevertheless, this song is popular. Yeah, we're was, getting off track built, a little bit. Built to be that way. Uh, so the song was created with the intention of shipping it to radio, as the trio felt they needed a single that was really catchy and basic. And this was actually one of the last songs put on Anima of the State. Uh, Tom DeLonge felt that the album needed, quote, just one song that was really catchy and basic. He says, here, I remember thinking, the label's gonna want a song for the radio, so here's one. It was obvious from the beginning that it would fit that format. And yeah, I mean listening to it does like it's it's simple mm-hmm. it's catchy it is it is in fact so simple that uh tom DeLong talks about how it kind of fucking sucks to play because it's really just like so straightforward yeah let me see where i got that quote here he says uh he says something like it was really boring to play but once we had it laid out i right, because it was simple it wasn't that much fun to play but once we put it all together and played it as a band, we all looked at each other and said, This song's huge! Huge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Song's huge. Man. Speaking of huge songs, no. Let's talk about lyrics? Yes. Okay. Excuse I just pretend me. like I'm going to segue. Pretend like that's a valid segue. I was the best segue. It's not the segue we deserve, but it's the one we needed, Alex. All the small things. True care, truth brings. Alex, tell me what's going on here. Um, so, basically, this song is two quick anecdotes. They're both fairly yeah. short. One is shorter than the other one. Mm-hmm. And they're just both about small things, obviously, that... Um, what is it, Jenna Jenkins? I'm looking at the notes here for the, the yeah, you're looking at, his you're looking girlfriend at, at the times. <laughs> Name, um, did for, did for Tom. I think they're married now. They seem to be married now. Um, and, and then other than that, it's got, like, this hook that is, that is catchy and singable. and sing Mm -hmm. along to it. Um, Yeah, I I was, uh, I remember, I have a, a distinct memory of this song when I was playing, I believe it was Spyro Enter the Dragon. Sweet. 
and I was I would just I was like fighting the last boss and I'm just I was singing that this song for some reason because I used to just like sing songs when I was getting really into the game. It's getting psyched. Sometimes yeah, you like need somewhere to put that energy, psyched. you know? When you get really yeah. excited about something. And that's a good place to put it, quite frankly. Yeah, I think so. And so that yeah, my biggest memory is beating Spyro 2, or at least trying to <laughs> while playing this. Playing like a UFO saucer or some shit. But yeah, so all the small things true care truth brings. What does that mean, Alex? True care truth brings. Um well, it it's about all the small things I think. So true care. So like truly they're care they care for one another. Mm-hmm. I mean just like taking it completely literally. And truth brings the small things, but I mean it just says true. He doesn't say true love, which is kind of a like maybe cliche and lame thing to talk about, but it also mm-hmm. kind of seems like it would fit. I wonder if that's just like he's talks just talks about truth, but he's talking about like true love maybe or maybe he's saying that so maybe maybe this is a yoda sentence so if we actually flip it it's truth brings true care truth brings true care yeah true being well, so real it's... and truth being just like honesty yeah. and honest honesty like, caring so the, 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 the honest caring of their relationship makes it real maybe it is the the front ways around kind of so works both the... ways yeah, it kind of works both ways. But yeah, so like honest care, which is, I think, putting putting a practical application on love, perhaps, rather than just a feeling, it is a, it is an act of caring, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's saying if, we, if you truly care for one another, as, as my girlfriend Jennifer Jenkins cares for me, it's, it brings the truth with it. Like, it's... It's just like good stuff stems from good stuff, right? It's like a chicken egg situation. Yeah. And so then that makes the 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 next line, I'll take one lift, your ride best trip. This is like it's cuz one lift is I almost a play on words. It's in the sense that I'll get a ride to the show. Right. But it's also like I just need one person to lift me up. Right. I thought it might also be a sex thing. Yeah. Because I wonder if he's getting head in the the car, <laughs> or your ride, like ride, yeah, yeah, like a like a like a like a sex ride, yeah, like a sex thing. Because I feel like there's got to be some like sex jokes in this. There has to be, right? Yeah, somebody on Genius has mentioned one that we'll get to in a minute here. I have mixed feelings about that one. I think yeah, I know what you're I talking am, about. Yeah, and like eh, it's it's a loose <laughs> connection. He says, always I know you'll be at my show watching, waiting, commiserating. So this is, again, one of those small things, always coming out to the show, even though he he's obviously joking. These guys have had two successful albums at this point, and then right. this radio hit song when he says commiserating. Right. Because the idea is that they just fucked it up on stage. Um, the, a genius commenter here, this is Canadian Trash, says, in live versions, he replaces commiserating with masturbating. It's quite hilarious. I'm about to find out if that's true. Yeah, give it, give it a little listen there. He just <laughs> it up. I didn't think it was that funny. He it said was like masturbating, fine, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not amazing, but I'm sure if you're in, in the mood at the show and you're like, ah, dick, not dick joke, you know. Well, but the thing is, everyone joke. is singing along on that line. Did they also sing the, their regular lyrics? You can hear it in that video. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing... I think now I was watching um, Trash Theory 
on on YouTube mm-hmm. just put out a couple videos about pop punk, which mm-hmm. were interesting uh, about like the history going back to like stretching from like the Ramones through to well specifically Green Day's Dookie album, um that like time period, and uh, it mentioned a few times uh or or the topic came up like of masturbation and how that comes up in pop punk you know, from time to time, that that is a theme. So maybe that's just kind of part of that tradition. Could be, yeah. Maybe he's, yeah, just being like, hey, guys, it's pop punk, baby. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we know you're playing all the fucking small things. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the, what do you call it, a, uh, the pre-hook on here? I, I think I call that just a hook. Yeah. And then nananas are just, I mean, they're, they're nananas. Like, what, they're, yeah. Say, so, say it ain't so, I will not go, turn the lights off, carry me home. I mean, this is what? a line, I've, like, it's, it's seared into my brain. Yeah. Like this, I'll never forget this. The, like, literally, when I learned there was a song called Say It Ain't So, I thought it was this song right. at first. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that song. And then it was uh, Weezer. And it's a yeah. totally different song, but, uh, but I, oh, I mean, this, it's... Like, they have the line, even though they don't have that song. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So, what is he saying to say it isn't so? Um, I don't know. It rhymes and sounds cool. Is he talking about his performance on the show? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, I think, still about that, that relationship. I, hmm. Hmm. I'm, I guess I'm focusing on the I will not go. I I mean, it does seem like to turn the lights off, carry me home, like he just wants to go home with his, with May, his girlfriend. Is it more of a maybe. reference to the, to the late night at work? I guess. It's like the same idea. Regardless mm. of what you're doing, work still kind of sucks sometimes. I mean, they always say, yeah. like, don't make your vacation your vocation or whatever. Ah. Uh. So that's what, what that's what you have to do if you're going to be a professional musician. Like that's just that's mm-hmm. the name of the game. So I wonder if it's a also maybe a little reference to that. Although he's not really complaining about it, but uh that he doesn't I mean it's supposed to be a true story, but he says work sucks. Like that's still him. Like it's still his work unless it's a story from before he yeah, I mean, unless it's from a from a previous job, because that's a, that line itself is such a work sucks. I know is like everybody shouts that at yeah. just random times of the day. <laughs> In the voice too. Work sucks. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh. Alex, how you doing there, buddy? <laughs> that's what they say to me. It's like we're in the middle of a meeting here, actually. Um, you just keep it keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Uh, Some of us actually like it here. You're like, oh. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know. Like, it is just catchy when it says, say it ain't so, I will not go. Turn the lights off, carry me home. Yeah, and it kind of works. Like, everything's shutting down. And to say it ain't so, I don't know. I don't know. Specifically. Mm-hmm. I still feel like it works. Like, it fits, but I can't fully explain why in this moment. Yeah. It's almost, like, completely uh, unrelated to the actual 
I don't know. Turn the lights off. Is this, maybe it's just about sex. Maybe the pre-hook is just about sex. Could be. That's a good fallback. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah, it's we nailed it. So the na 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 is apparently a a tribute to the Ramones. Yeah, I I don't know exactly what song that is, but I was like searching it up and it came up with a with a My Chemical Romance song, uh, called like na 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 na. I don't know how many nas there are, but then there are brackets and there are a few more nas. That uh, I was driving some with my brother this weekend and he was DJing in my car and uh he played that song and i was like hey i had to look this up a little couple days ago but the other thing about the ramones is they have like you know hey ho let's go which is a i don't know if that's a reference i don't think it is but that's kind of like the chant where everyone can just like chant along you know yeah which is also a little bit of that I've listened to enough Ramones that I feel like I should know a song with not and Oz in it. But I, I can't think of it. Okay, but regardless, it's a tribute to the Ramones, which is uh, it's funny because usually we bring up these, these nonsense words. We're like, what does that mean? And it actually means something here. So, hey, look at that. Uh, it's a reference. Hey, did you know that the original working title of this track was Baby Cake's Butter Muffin? I did not know that. Now you know. No. I don't know. Do I? You, yeah, I mean, if you take me at my word for it, then yes. Is that know. like his nickname for his girlfriend? It must be. Jenna? Baby Cake's butt. Or maybe it's just, maybe it's like an overbearing, like, like a, like an ironic thing. It was 99, so they would have said mm-hmm. ironic, you know? It was like, we don't call each other these nicknames, but have this, like, totally over-the-top one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I buy it. Late night! Come, Come home! home. Work sucks. I know. That's pretty self-explanatory. You ever come home late from work, Alex? Um, not like dark late, not like eight o'clock or anything like that. But like, yeah, but I'll like, stay in a half hour if I need to finish something up. Fair enough. I'll leave so a half hour early another late. day. I have oh, flexible wow. working hours. Hey, me too. Right on. Nice, my man. So you know, uh, yeah, this is just the other story. Leaving roses by the stairs. Yeah, which is based on a real story. It actually happened. And it was after he was recording, so it, it could be he's referring to the work that sucks as late-night recording sessions. Yeah, yeah. Surprises let me know she cares. I think that's a good line. I've always liked that line. Yeah. Because, like, I've mostly heard it just you singing it. So, like, <laughs> that's what I remembered from. <laughs> surprises let me know she cares so that's always stuck with me that line for some reason yeah because they do this uh they're really good in this one at jamming in extra syllables yeah okay like yeah it all fits it all fits because even with the the commiserating line right watching waiting come is like he throws in the extra syllable because it does have the same spacing as watching waiting yeah okay i don't know exactly what you mean i'm gonna be honest so when he because if you listen to the track of him saying it live right where he says masturbating instead he just like drags it out masturbating 
This one's cum is serrating. Oh, he throws a cum. Okay, I see what you mean by throwing extra syllables in, like per. Yeah, he squeezes it into the same space, you know? Yeah, okay, I see that. I see that. And, like, surprises, let me know she can't. Like, it's got that. Yeah. Also, the second verse is a lot shorter than the first verse. Yeah, that is true. Um, It's fairly, like, free form, I guess. Other than that, like, it's. <laughs> I say it's fairly free form, but the rest of the song is, like, very much following a formula of like chorus hook or like verse hook verse hook sort of thing so yeah um, i suppose the first verse is technically like two verses maybe yeah i guess then it says always i know so it kind of is two verses yeah because even the way he sings it is distinctly different yeah. right he goes up on that second part and also it's like sort of two stories like first it's like the beginning talking about the the lift and like the trip whatever and then he mm-hmm. says, talking about the show. So the show is kind of a separate idea. It's at least yeah. another sentence. I agree. Yeah, I believe it. And they're both I four lines, it. and the other one's four lines. So it kind of is two verses and then a third verse. And, it's yeah. the, and we've definitely seen songs where it's like, they'll sing two verses before going to a chorus, and then do another verse later. Like, we've seen that a lot in pop songs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty common to like delay that chorus and this is definitely like got that like it's definitely on the pop side of pop punk oh yeah it's like, like I, i'm excited to talk about the music video because there are some like criticisms of what they do that i think relate to that being very pop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh yeah so surprises let me know she cares yeah we talked about yep. that and that's really just about it for yeah there's uh, like a little bit in the in outro but it's a lot yeah. of like na 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 na. Oh, yeah, so he says, too. "Keep your head still. I'll be your thrill. The night will go on. My little windmill." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the 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 genius here, who's I'm seeing now, called the soul of Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, LB. SLB. Uh, uh, says that. Hey, uh, it's a nickname that Tom DeLong used to call his now wife uh, Jennifer DeLong when they were first dating. Could also be a reference to her giving him a blowjob because windmills blow. Do they really blow though? No, they don't. They are blown. Fans blow. Fans blow. Windmills are blown. Now, I'm not gonna get into a whole tirade about who can blow whom, but mm-hmm. windmills don't blow. That is a hundred percent correct. But uh, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe she's Dutch. <laughs> Jenkins? Probably Jenkins? not. That doesn't sound Dutch to me, but I no, don't know. Neither. Listen, the only thing I know about windmills, windmills, they're for the land. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like lo- love forever, love? hand in hand. Yeah, love is free. Yeah, love forever. And they turn forever. Yeah. Yeah. Forever, you and me. So not much. Other, not much. I mean, they're talking That's... about I'll be your thrill. There's a little maybe. Also, keeping your head still is a bad way to give a blowjob. Y- yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gotta move, Alex, or else you're just holstering it. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. Holster. Yeah. Holster job. That's what we call the old, it. The old holster job. Holster job. Uh. <laughs> This second part of the of the hook that kind of comes in in the outro, I yeah. honestly like until like today 
didn't realize they don't sing it that way every time. I don't know why. That snuck by me. It's oh, this song is very like uniform, so it's very easy to yeah. just change out the parts, you know. Because I was listening to well, probably some of the versions do have it every time, and some like the music. I was listening to the musical ones and trying to sing along, and then I was like, oh, they cut this part off short. That's weird. And then I listened mm-hmm. to another mu- like instrumental one, and they also cut it off. I was like, okay, this can't be a coincidence. And then how it turned out, I was wrong and didn't know how the song went. Oh, come on, Alex. Yeah. It's like a two and a half minute song. I know, right? Like how did I I don't know. But there's some all there's some hidden things in this song. And I, I'm I'm just one there's one hidden thing in this song. Uh which mm. I, I I'm excited looking forward to talking about when we talk all about All right, yeah. Well I think we have covered the lyrics, so Music. if you want to talk about instrumentation here, Alex. We sure can. We sure can. I mean we talked about how simple it is. It's like this comes in on this distorted guitar with this little yep. riff. And then after that, that's a one four five progression CFG. Yeah, it's like really, really simple. Absolutely. And then plays his little riff, and then he comes in with his song singing. He does pop, maybe the first two verses, maybe just one extended verse. Mm-hmm. And like during the verses, it's like just simple. Mostly bass. No, hang on, that's not bass. You know, it's it's simple, just like going through the chords. Yeah, and it is. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of your driving rhythm, really. And it is. They layered the tracks apparently. So uh, it says here the texture on this track is due to several overdubs playing various inversions. Excuse me, various oh. inversions and extensions of the main chords. The bass guitar stays on C while the guitars move to F, creating a second inversion of the chord. Second inversion of C by moving yeah. F? It doesn't quite work. Okay. Well, maybe there's something I don't this understand what Wikipedia about said, my man. Oh, no, no, I see. Maybe. Nope, it makes sense. Never mind. It's not a second inversion of C. It's an inversion of F. Yeah, that's obvious. Should have been. Uh, anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yes. So that's interesting, actually, that there's just like so much more stuff there that their overdubs are actually playing like the song in different ways. And it, it sounds big. Yeah. Because there is, it's almost like, yeah, it sounds big. It's almost like that, you know, the Beatles secret chord. Like there is a distinct quality to this exact guitar riff, despite it being literally the most basic Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And play. I mean, I think. I would expect people to be more likely to just get that through like effects pedals and stuff, less like studio magic type situation. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's got that. It's uh. It does the. So yeah. That like intro riff. That. It's got that like kind of interesting end to it where it's like a. Well, they do the like muted thing. Less uh, less power chordy. Yeah, that's kind of like a percussive sound almost. I almost think think of it in a similar way to like hand claps. You know, you just do that. Like that muted sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. And then they has do their, that their kind bridge, of bridge. I would agree with that. Which uh, 
big big power cords again. Or hang on, I'm totally wrong. Well, they do, mm-hmm. they, but like they just let them ring. They might not be power cords. Yeah, the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not the bridge. I was I'm calling it a bridge like before, but I've been calling it a hook since yeah. I wrote this, basically. <laughs> but it, yeah, hook. Um, but also, right. But yeah, they like ring yeah, out, but like, then also so, like yeah, most of it cuts out, down yeah. because it's just ringing out the chords, and then the drums do their like like their tom thing. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, because Travis yeah, Barker is like, I mean, a, like a well-respected I guess, I drummer. So You're probably most likely to get well-respected drummers from punk groups. If Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Punk, heavy metal. Um, right. And then you Which get, is well, like, you get like, like a Peer, very different right, style of drumming and like jazz show. drummers and stuff. But, I mean, just compared mm-hmm. to, I yeah. know a lot of times punk doesn't focus so much on, like, the, the technical skill, you know? But be- Right. Yeah, yeah just so because you're gonna get a technical so much of it is just, like, playing punk, fast. Be the drummer. And, like, if you get that rhythm going fast, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not all, obviously, not all there is to drumming. But, you know, uh, there's a point where you, you have to, like, push the skill aspect of it relative to other instruments where like you can strum up and down yeah. really fast without actually being that good at guitar. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um and that. then we go to Nana's. Are you ready to talk about Nana's? So yeah, go. There's a uh, synthesizer. So. It's tricky are, and it's kind of hidden and I did here, not right? notice it. So I got a shout out. I watched yeah. a video about this song. Shout out to Rick Beato on on <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, because I didn't notice the synthesizer until he mentioned it, and it's just like doing an octave. Yeah, it's just going and like yeah, I did not notice it until. And yeah, it... very recently, and nobody else does it. I don't think like it gets hidden. Yeah. I only noticed it like by chance. I was like, "What's that fucking noise like, on the on the?" Yeah, Nana that's one noise? of those, I guess, things that like producers this. add in. But it has a, it definitely makes it sound interesting. And in this video I watched, he was talking about like, well, it creates like this and that, um, like mm-hmm. dissonance, which I guess is desirable. He's kind of got like a jazz background, so you know how you know how much jazz guys like dissonance. Okay. Um, but also, it's kind of a punky, you know? Kind of get that edge. I fucking love that little, shit. Uh, little grit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's got a little energy to it, you know? Yeah, that is the interesting part. And then after that, we get a, a sort of breakdown section with the strummed chords again and the the building uh, main guitar riff, which I think is a root fifth. <laughs> That's around is this after. This is after the... Other verse? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like super simple. It's just like like this is when you start getting the drum rolling in too. Yeah. And that drum roll, yeah. Getting that like you know, it's it's really good, like breakdown and like build back up, you know? Into your outro. That's brings up that energy. Mm -hmm. Energy. 
Yeah, like you can tell this was built for radio because it's two minutes Absolutely. 47 seconds. Yeah, it's like, it's like hook, all like the beats can sing along, that time. quick verses, and then just like fucking lay it out right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and it says the night wind will go along. And they're like, the night I didn't realize the last along. song was like, Windmill. Till, you know, listening to it over and over again, it's not that well Yeah. Done. No. And, uh, yeah, the synth is, like, the real part about yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, like, other th- me I guess off. the other thing uh, we, we didn't really about the specifically video, but mentioned was after that drum roll brings everything up, they just go back in and, like, do everything. They do the hook at the same time as the na-na-nas, and that synthesizer's going, and then just, like, everything is happening all at once. Yeah. High energy. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, this big climactic thing. It's almost Where like it just, like, explodes at the like, end. But it's pop punk, so it's a heart, lot you know? shorter, and there's not, like, three different versions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So the music video is directed by Marco Siega, who's done a lot of 90s right. music videos, particularly a few of Blink-182s. And this raises the question whether it's his decision or the band's decision <laughs> to, like, um, always Yes, have that is a good streak. question, and I cannot answer it. But he definitely wanted to put them in some interesting outfits for this one. Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, so it's a parody of uh, pop artists of the time, particularly the Backstreet Boys, uh, I think 98 Degrees, Which, Sugar Ray, I mean, Christina yeah, I be- they, they have Spears. that look. Like, they're dressed up like them a lot of the time. They do the thing where, like, okay, I'm going to try to describe yeah, believe- this because this is yeah. a non-visual medium, where, like, your elbows are out and you kind of, like, touch your chest and then, like, you point out to the crowd with all your fingers and then you, like, sing in and you, like, kind of put one shoulder up. You know what I'm talking about? Like you're kind of dancing, and you're like, mm, yeah. yeah, I, uh, and, I can't, you know, I'm there's doing a microphone right in front of you or whatever. <laughs> or maybe it's on your head. I don't know. That was big at the time. And, I mean, some of their mm-hmm. outfits, I swear I've seen the Backstreet yeah. Boys in. Like, Oh, yeah, like, particularly the all-white. Like, that's and But, I mean, it's all very Boys. silly. They're all clearly taking the piss. That's what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. And uh, so, like, there was a guy who, whose criticism of it was that Blink-182 was essentially the same because as the people they're they were criticizing like, with this pop video. Punk? Is that is that what that's supposed to mean? Yeah. So that we got Matt Deal, author of the book My So-Called Punk, called the basis for satire thin to seasoned ears blink 182 sounded and looked just as manufactured as the pop idols they were poking fun at yeah i mean we've we've brought this up before like the tendency of of punk to just like turn on itself as soon as anyone gets any level of success Mm-hmm. and we i mean we mentioned this is a very poppy song and we met talked about how it was meant to be you know built in this way but like yeah yeah and i think the criticism was more at the music videos than the uh than the music itself and do you know when this was written when it was from um oh the book yeah i don't know because for some reason wikipedia doesn't want to link to it okay well i just feel like some of the attitude around that kind of thing has softened 
significantly in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I don't so know. There's just a lot more visibility to like the idea that you have to have a certain level of, you know, exposure, and that involves sometimes catering things to you know people instead of your own artistic vision. Yeah, it's uh, like so many songs are so many hit songs too are ones that were just kind of either throwaways or like this built specifically for radio. Oh yeah, look at the stricken on the beach. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. also watching it. I have watched it before, but you know, it's fun yeah. to watch again. They also oh, have you like to be thorough. They also show like him with a tattoo. This is 182 degrees, which is very clearly a 98 degrees reference. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then they pour candle wax on him. And it burns him a bit and he starts licking binoculars. It's it's a yeah, fun music video. So, so they do that like kind of like 90s horniness scene. It's like, ooh, it's erotic. And then it's like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. candle wax hurts. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, they have like fun music videos is what Blink-182 always does. And uh, to be fun in the 90s, you had to streak. Yeah. And like, obviously. Because <laughs> that's what they do. And they're having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Or so they, they got here uh, to be. I believe it's Mark Hoppus who's wearing camo pants and that sort of like feathery ladies top that I f- I think is a Christina Aguilera reference, but it could be Britney Spears. I could just be yeah, it's not clear. Off. Yeah, and then a- there's that like that tourist binocular contraption. What is that thing called? Uh, just binoculars. We have to pay for them. Yeah. And so I, uh, one of them is, like, hanging out with it, and then eventually he starts, like, licking it and sucking on it. Oh, yes. And then He does lick. Then, yeah, he does that. One of them is playing with a dog on the beach. Um, they do a little bit of cross-dressing, or at least one of them is wearing a wig and short shorts at one point. Right, and he's, like, the, does he have, like, a skirt on at one point? He's running around on the beach, and it's just, like, butt crack is just hanging out. Yeah, his butt crack's hanging out. And Which then, is, I assume, a reference to low-rise uh, things. Low-rise butt were, cracks, yeah. That were more popular at the Mm-hmm. And so then uh, Travis Barker makes out with a lady on the beach. And then the other two guys are watching a tour bus. Um, there's a shot with one of them. He's got, like, the wind blowing on him. He's wearing a white shirt. And then it pulls out, and he's taking a dump. That he uh, is. That he is. They do some dancing in underwear with the crowd around them. That's in the sort of airplane hangar area. Yeah, they kind of, at the end, they're all in this airplane hangar and everyone's around them. There's a naked dude. Mm-hmm. The lady from the beach is pregnant. Yeah, she's holding up a sign that says Travis, which I, right. I audibly chuckled at. So She's not visibly pregnant, but Travis has, has impregnated her, presumably. And then the best joke of the entire music video, where there's just a dog oh. with a sign that says, Mark! <laughs> that is pretty fucking good. <laughs> so I hope that joke was that it's like bark because that's hilarious. Way to go, whoever thought of that. Um, <laughs> um and, and then at the end of the video they're like leaving onto an airplane and then there's this man in a banana suit who just kinda like holds his hand to his chest and it's it's I liked it. It was funny. It looked beautiful. Yeah, that that feels modern actually. That feels like modern humor. Yeah, that is like that would still pass today, and it did for me. So. <laughs> Just a guy wearing a banana suit, and then if you look in the background, okay, mm, they someone has made a a someone plus Travis sign that has a color scheme of 
thing one and thing two. Shelly and Travis. Mm. No, that's not relevant. No. Unless it's a not unless it's a, a Nazi reference, but I doubt it. Yeah, there's a you know there's a lot of like detail in this video. There's a naked dude dancing with a sign that says "I want you that way." Hey, that's a that's a Backstreet Boys reference. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess you could like I see I kind of see where people are coming from, being like, "Oh, well, Blink Forty Two is just as popular as the people they're criticizing," but also. Like this is a pretty well-made music video. Yeah, there's, you know, there's there was thought and effort put into it. Like you said, yeah. there's details. I respect it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had a good fucking time with this song. Especially for like a music video that's just like the band plays the song, but it's not really like there's other stuff and it's it's clearly yeah, just it's... not taking itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, the theme of Blink One Eighty Two music videos. Yeah. With that, should we jump into our first cover? Yeah, let's let's talk about some covers. Let's talk about Schmackofatzer Gugga music. music. Don't know how to say that. So um, I couldn't music. find out much uh, about them. So I can tell you what Guggen music is. G-U-G-G-E-N music. Okay. But with a K. Um, it seems to translate to brass music. Cool. So it's something brass music. Yeah. I tried putting it through like Google Translate. Schmackafatzer just came out the same way. Okay. Um, the album this is on is called Tinnitus. Yeah, and it's funny album artwork, because it's just, a like, the horn of a brass instrument with the word tinnitus coming out of it a bunch. So clearly these yeah. guys have kind of a sense of humor about it as well. Mm-hmm. Also, they seem to be a little bit, I don't know, it, their, their sound is very, like, soft and kind of out of tune for brass. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing to be like it sounds low budget it does sound that it's like uh it sounds like those that fucking marching band that goes around the stampede grounds and stampede but i don't think they sound low but like there's a couple of marching bands that stampede i think yeah like the stetsons and the something i don't know i think there's a few there's there's a stampede show band or something yeah it's the one that like I don't know, the one that goes around Stampede and plays, like, Take On Me every fucking year. Take On Me and Radar Love. That's what they always play. <laughs> I, I have heard them play You Can Call Me Al. Yeah, yeah, they do that um, when they go to the, to the, the steps. Saddle Dome. The saddle they go dome, on the yeah. steps. Saddle Dome. Yeah, um, yeah I guess it's kind of like that. And maybe I'm just being too picky about my brass. My brass. My brass. My Zach brass. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of horns here. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I do not like this version. <laughs> I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would, honestly. Because I was kind of mm-hmm. looking forward to it, and I was like, yeah, Schmacktofatza Guga music. Like, all right. Well, yeah, that name slaps hard, yeah. although it's probably pretty tame in German. Probably. But... It'd be like, normal horn music. Like, <laughs> cool. Uh, I have no idea what it means, though. And, yeah, they do, I mean, pretty pretty straightforward cover of it. But they don't have, like, some of the elements, like, 
Like they don't do like a breakdown on toms or anything because it's all all they have is snare. It's a marching band or something. Yeah. So like they have like I... big bass drums and like snare drums, but they don't have like a tom breakdown. Mm-hmm. And they've got this fucking like like two halves of a coconut percussion as well. Is that later on? No, it's throughout. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like pop 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 but it's like pop pop. Yeah, yeah. Bop, it definitely bop. it does sound like that. It sounds like someone is trotting. Yeah. And it's just like it like you realize how repetitive the song is by hearing horns play note after note in short period. Yeah, it's that- much Yes, because it's just like over and over again. Um, yeah. And then when they break down at the end, that's where, that's where you can really hear that, that clopping sound. Mm-hmm. And then everyone is kind of like playing. They're like, there's all that like buzz and 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 chaos sort of, but it's very quiet in the breakdown. Yeah. Um, so I've noticed here on the vocal lines that are, again, played by a, a, a horn. Right, that several the horns. That Ain't So line sounds like that Christmas song about little toy trains. Uh, which Christmas song is little that? Little toy trains. Not ringing any bells, but I've forgotten music that I know a lot better than Christmas music. That's fair. How's about the show. breakdown at... I've got it at the 142 mark here. It sounds like yes. uh, Here Comes Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It sure does. And then they just, like, fuck around for a bit. Yeah. There's lots of... Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm not crazy about this one. It's an odd one. It almost seems like... Like it should be... Like from a movie where they go to like Eastern Europe and see this is like weird local horn group. Like it seems like it's from a comedy movie. Yeah, where it's kind like, of. The, the like foreign culture is just a weird dilution of American culture. Yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I'm picturing an Adam Sandler movie for some reason. I wasn't. But only because I was thinking about Euro Trip. That's fair. Yeah. I think I just, thinking of the Blink-182 music video, I'm like, Adam Sandler would probably like that music video. And then hmm. that's where my thoughts have gone. I wonder. Would 1999, what would 1999 Adam Sandler think about this music video? I'm sure he had an opinion at the time. Let's go back in time and find out. Let's find out. Let's actually go forward in time yeah, to our next song. Our next song, but only a little bit, but also not change countries. Yeah. Well, uh, possibly change countries, but... Oh, uh, maybe. Just a little bit. The, the, I thought they were both German. These guys are Bavarian. Okay. Close. Yeah. Close. So this is Troglauer Blom. All the small things, true care, truth brings, I'll take... B-U-A-M. I don't know exactly wow. how to say that combination that, that's, of vowels. That's that sound effect that's in movie trailers all Blum. the time. Blum. Blum. This is in the year 2008. 
This is like this is like a novelty like polka metal version. Yeah, so did you check out these guys uh webpage? Yeah, they they were described as heavy folk music. Heavy folk music. Yeah, so translating it it's they they have like a bio page that called themselves six bavarian rockers and they had like a real story of how this happened they apparently got like had the opportunity to play a folk show and they were like but we're a rock band and they're like but we could probably make it work so they did it and they like played rock songs i guess with an accordion in the mix and then People were like, fuck yeah, come back and do that again. So they just kind of kept doing it. And now they have like five studio albums with this concept. And now it's their thing? Right on. Yeah. That's capitalizing or off of The other story is that they were one time uh, jamming in their, uh, in their jam space. And then uh, lightning struck and uh, like a, a magical storm struck essentially. And then they were turned into a folk band. Turned into a folk band? But yeah. because they were they were sinning, they had to go to confession after every practice, and then they were yeah. granted infinity um, reconciliation by the priest. Yeah. Now that was that other that was that like Norwegian. Well, who, I don't remember oh, who they yeah. were called. Who the fuck was that? That, that was their like weird background. Were they also German? I don't remember. That was fun. It's possible. It's possible. So. Um. Yeah, so, like, accordion plays a big up-and-front role in this one. Yes, right at the beginning, it comes in and plays the, like, like, intro riff, along with the guitar. Yeah. And it's definitely the, the, got that, like, The guitar's doing, feel. like, a, like an almost ska riff version on it, you know? It's like, like, it's uh, not, it does... Breaks it up into little phrases instead of being like, yeah, it's kind of playing like almost like a syncopated thing. I don't know if syncopated is the right word in this case. Depends on how you count it. It's like a stutter step, you know? Yeah. As the accordion is playing this riff, and then it plays the little like, but let that, 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 like in between. Yeah. And then the bass, is the bass playing at that point? Um, let me see here. And yes. once the bass comes in, I I think it's a Yeah, it's doing like bum 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 but like very oompa. Like very yeah. polka sound. Yeah, this is firmly based in a polka. polka rhythm. Particularly when they get to the hook when they completely change the time signature. Yeah. Well, not completely, but the time signature changes to to three four, and they're say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights out, and it's just it's different. Yeah, it's almost uh like a like a sea shanty. Like you can hear sailors singing it, you know. Yeah, totally. Especially like in this voice. Hmm. So I, and I think that is the strong point is its switch of tempo in the in the hook. But yeah, that's definitely that's like the big thing that other than obviously there's an accordion playing. But like Yeah. And that shockingly doesn't happen that often. It seems like such a small change in some cases. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess in this one particularly because you kind of it has like a, a like a let's say it ain't so I will not go and like normally it waits. It's just going into the next Verse, so you can kind of just squ- or the next line, so you can just kind of squish it. 
compared yeah. to some other things, but covers don't change time signatures like this very often. Mm-hmm. That we've it's, noticed. That we've noticed. This is, uh, and I think maybe it has to do with their origin story. Like they said, they've they come at their music being rock musicians, right. primarily. Right. And then they've kind of bridged the gap, so they really do play as people have progressed from one genre to the middle point between this genre and another one, right? Yeah, and they can do both those things. Mm-hmm, as opposed to being like, well, we're polka musicians, and we're going to cover all the small things. It's like, we're rock musicians, and we like all the small things, but we our weird thing is we do polka fusion music. Like, it's different. It is. And... Even though I kind of find that accordion a little annoying uh, and like coming hot off the heels of Guggen music, I was a little like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. I know, like, again? All... <laughs> like, I thought that I, I think this is a pretty respectable version. Yeah, I mean, they clearly have a thing and, uh, and it's amusing and, and they do it. I, I, fe- I don't know how much longevity this version would have because it's kind of, kind of moves towards the realm of novelty for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I I enjoyed it, just listening yeah. to it for this week, for sure. Um, and you know I I do I mean I played the accordion for two years. I still have an accordion. I play it occasionally. Like I know, I I don't hate the sound of the accordion. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I bought a chord organ a year ago, Ooh. which sounds like an accordion, but it stands up. Weird. Yeah. So it's all right. And they made well, some interesting changes. Yeah, I think they and they I think they played successfully. But uh, yeah, I do agree that it might might lean towards novelty. Yeah, that would be my big concern, but I mean in this like week and a half of listening to it, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Speaking of novelties, that's not really this next group. That are kind of a novelty. Eh, a little bit. It's Vitamin String Quartet in twenty twelve. <laughs> again we've talked about them a number of times yeah it's been a minute since we talked about them though that's true um the this version kind of has a similar thing going to the um the horn version other than the horn version i wasn't a huge fan of the sound of the horns themselves Mm -hmm. where it's kind of very repetitive and it's you know yeah, it's kind of got I the think same thing that, going on. that kind of note progression plays better on stringed instruments. Sounds less awkward because it's like yeah. it's still bowed and it and they do seem to be bowing back and forth. I think like it's not one direction. Mm-hmm. And that's that like that's a technique used in classical music, so it's not right just to out play rapidly. Place. Yeah, and they're sharper. I just the 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 horns were so like mushy and soft. Yeah, these don't these don't have that problem because they're like yeah, just whether it's just know, a better recording equipment or better yeah, better instruments something. It's made more this focused. I think there's only there's four of them versus however many fucking horns there were. There had to be a ton. Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot. 
Yeah, and like this is like Vitamin String Quartet never blows me away, but they they do a, a solid working man's performance of this. I think they uh, change up the musical landscape by bringing in and out certain different strings. Like somebody will come in on a higher one for a bit and kind of accent the piece and then come back out. Like it changes. Yeah, it d- definitely lacks some of the. I said bite of the of the original. Like I mean, it's oh, very yeah. like formal sounding version of a pop punk song uh just because it's strings so they have that vibe um and and the ending in particular doesn't have the same doesn't have like the same levels you know they they don't have the same like break it down and they don't have like drums so they can't really do that like they can't do the tom stuff and they can't do the drum roll that brings you all the way up you know so Mm -hmm. so they don't really do anything like in its place but like it's fun yeah and they miss out on that power that you get from the vocals like the vocals bring a lot of energy to this piece yeah i would say an energy unique to like pop punk because that's Mm -hmm. the way like they just the way they sang and everything yeah where it's like it's almost audibly displeasing the way he sings (laughs) in some ways like we do it as a joke because we're like why would you talk like that it's ridiculous it's ridiculous. I mean, there's even it, a quote from him where he says he sounds like 11 singing this song. But I guess he's older now, but he thinks he sounds young. Yeah. Well, it's there is some affectation on that voice that brings to mind like middle school or younger, you know? Definitely. I mean, even looking at the way they dress in some of the video, like shots in the video and stuff, where they got like, oh, the yeah, hat on sideways yeah. and like the big baggy oh. shirt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and then like this piece doesn't it strips out that soul and it doesn't replace it with anything that can like substitute that. Yeah, but like it's all right. Yeah, like compared to the to the horn one, this is better, but it's still it's. Eh. Should we talk about our imaginary future? Let's talk about imaginary future. All the small things true care truth brings i'll take one lift you're right so this is like a close mic falsetto maybe acoustic guitar slow version of all the small things yeah i've called this sweet soothing indie for sleepy babies are you a sleepy baby I was after listening to this, because holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it's quite slow. Yeah, so this is a, a duo. Um, oh, that explains uh, the harmonies. Yeah, it's a dude and a lady. They do a coast, acoustic folk pop, or whatever you want to call this. I want to call it Sweet Soothing Indie for Sleepy Babies. Sweet sweet Soothing Indie for Sleepy Babies. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um, They're kind of finger-picking on the guitar throughout. It's just like keeps that pattern yeah doing like arpeggios instead of chords right yeah something like that i think there's a little like like, there's some like at least interval like small chords but yeah it's not like strumming hard power chords or anything no just going up and down yeah and he does some vocal layering on the on the na 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 na's yeah they seem to add like they added more tracks. You said it was two people. Um, I don't know how much of it is like just 
double tracking how much the other person is actually coming in for. It didn't seem yeah. to me like this would require two people, at least if it's Certainly in the studio. Not. Like this, it's uh, because yeah. yeah, I think it's mostly him on the track, and then nearer to the end, we actually get the female backup vocals. Yeah, I didn't hear them very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does a sort of humming low part on the na-na-na-na's too, which can, you can kind of miss it. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, multi-tracks on this one. And it's more noticeable because yeah. there's way less instruments playing. Fewer instruments. Yeah, there's, like, fuck all else going on in this song. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't really my style. No, and it, like... Again, it's it's the same problem with Vitamin String Quartet. What it takes from the song and what it replaces it with do not equal the same or greater. It's a right. lesser version. Right. Yeah, it's it's like a chilled out. I get the, the sentiment of the song, though, is kind of mm-hmm. personal. So it sort of works, um, even though it, it doesn't have that same energy, you know? Yeah. So I get it, and it works, I think. It's not my favorite, though. Yeah, I would say what, like, even the most basic covers of this have is a, a, a switch, some kind of difference between yeah. the hook and the verses, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because, I mean, the original had, like, the big Tom thing, which was cool, like the Tom breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then Troglauer, Blom, whatever, Troglauer, uh, had, yeah. um, had the time signature change and the accordion stuff yeah and it gives it that feeling of movement and it like it makes it pleasurable right this one's very even throughout the entire thing because mm-hmm. it's just the same like sort of pattern playing I feel like you could like yeah. just loop it to get that loop pedal out and then you wouldn't have to play after that exactly speaking of repetitive patterns should we talk about gfoty let's talk about gfoty which is short for Girlfriend of the Year. All the, All the small, things. small things, true care, true care. Truth, brings. truth brings, I'll take, I'll take. One, lift. one lift, you're right, you're right. Best, trip. best trip, always, always. I know. That's right. Uh, and, and the album is called Gafoti Bucks. Yes, that's right. And she is British, but she's wearing an American flag top on this. She is cover. And uh there's a there's a Starbucks cup that has the Starbucks logo blurred out. Yeah. Uh she is some kind of like This is all like a parody, I believe. Like this is yeah. all a big joke. Um she's got she's like the daughter of some like like jeff art salmon. art dealer or something like she's art dealer the... jeff salmon oh yeah jeff sam yeah she's so she's like in the art world and this i believe is like a like a parody satire character thing going on here mm. but i gotta say um listening to the song i was stoked once i heard her accent for and then she was like oh i know and yeah she said it is great yeah it was great when she she came in to her to her, her dad with this. She's like, oh, "I'm gonna do a cover of Blink One Eight Two. I know is what he said. <laughs> right back. Um, th- one thing I wor- wondered about that I don't know because I don't know like accents. Uh, I don't know what this accent means. Uh, it, to British people, 
but I would I wonder if because she's kind of doing a character if she's putting on like a different accent kind of thing. Right? Is she not British? No, she is British, but like a different okay. British. Act. It would be like a different British. Be like, like putting on regional. like an American accent to try to sound like a hillbilly or or you know like a if you were like I want to sound like a like a person who is I make fun of people who are less fortunate than me and say I'm dumb guy you know do like that or something. Now it's more obvious. I know that accent. I can tell the difference, but like I don't know the difference between different British accents. So, but like that guy, that's a like northern accent, and that implies this. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I was curious, but I couldn't find anything on it. Interesting. Um. So she does. She does like a, a like a cannon. You know. Yes. Where... It's just like it's just like this egregious echo. So all the yeah. all the small thing, and then even like small later things. on when she starts to do longer lines. It starts to like brush up and just like cut together, like bump up against the actual singing and just get like yeah. really muddy. All right, best trip, best trip. Yeah. Always, always, I know, I know, you'll be, you'll be. Yeah. I think it's when she says, at my show. At my show, at my show. And then like it echoes and she gets into watch like the next line. Mm. So I think it's supposed, like it's kind of bad, but I think it's supposed to be. So you think it's because maybe with the name Gafati Bucks or Gafoti Bucks, yeah, it's supposed to be like a a dunk on those like Starbucks Pick of the Week songs. Probably, yeah. That sounds the like I didn't think of that, but that sounds very very believable. Like this entire song, like in through it, like there's all this like production and like there's this like big synthesizer just like doing the chords like it's like huge. Yeah, you know these big notes and stuff happens. Yeah. It's like wow. getting you all psyched up, you know, getting you like there's all, all this synthesized stuff. And then she's doing her like, no, no, no. She's got all this echo. And then closer to the end, she starts just doing like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Like get psyched up. And then the song never starts. Like it's all like build up. And then it yeah, just and stops. Like, and even at the end, it goes like, and then just cuts out. And if you listen to the album, it doesn't lead into the next song. It just ends. Yeah, I checked that too. I, I was like, "This surely this leads to something." No, it's nothing. There's no connection. Yeah. So this is. I, I feel like this is just like. I don't know if it's the best joke, but I feel like it is supposed to be like a parody of, like you were saying, like pick of the week, yeah. or something. I would. I would have never picked up on that if you didn't say that. But hey, that that's kind of a good cover in the vein of the music video. Absolutely. Right? Like it, it fits that, that like pop punk attitude pretty well. Cause it is definitely, mm. yeah, it's, it's like a, a joke masquerading as a pop song. Yeah. So way to go. Girlfriend of the year. If that was what you did, if it's not get out of here. Yeah. I'm, I feel like it is. Cause I think it's supposed to be a thing. I didn't really look it up too much, but I believe it is supposed to be like, let's see. The music, music label, it's supposed to be experimental pop, bubblegum dance, avant pop. And it says, hers, my song was inspired by the hex triplet FFB6C1. Which, what does that mean? What does that mean? I will tell you what that means. So FFB6C1 is a hex number because hex digits go up to F. Okay. Which yeah. is the val- a value of 15. Yeah. Um, similar how our base ten digits go up to nine. So, okay, yeah. so the hex triplet FFB six C one, uh, would be 
interpreted as an RGB value. So the FF, I, I believe it's in that order. So it'd be red, blue, green. Um, every yeah. two digits is, you know, a scale from zero to 255, that much red, blue, and green. So it's right. the color pink, basically. Oh. Um, I think, again, that's a joke. Like, it's it sounds like it's, I, I was so inspired by, like, this. And it's just, like, nothing, you know? So I think yeah. it seems to be seems to be uh, tongue-in-cheek. And yeah, the, I went to the Gafodi Bucks website, and it's, uh, it, it's, it come, it's, uh, the, the initial image is the Starbucks logo, but with the, the Starbucks lady giving out either two peace signs or like the British go fuck yourself signs. Oh, right. It's probably hard to tell with, with that yeah. art style. Uh, peace sign is palm out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it no, yeah, it's the go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So, so there you go, Gafodi with the parody of the song that has a parody music video. Um, next up, uh, not a parody. Your boy Speedmaster. <laughs> Master, there's like a billion versions of fucking all the small things by Speedmaster. Speedmaster just does like versions, like remixes of songs with different BPM, different beats per yeah. minute, different rates for like different exercises, I guess. But it's so granular. Like there's a 154 beats per minute version, and there's a 153 beats per minute version at a 150. Oh like it's. And then some that are just called fitness versions, so I don't know how fast those are, but it's like, it's just all different yeah. rates, and they're like a bit different, but I was listening to them, there's only two different versions that they've just changed the speed of, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Yeah, and this one is called the Factory Team Speed Remix. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, And you can probably, you can get it at like three different speeds. But this is one of them, and it doesn't say which what the rate is. No. So, uh, this reminded me of DJ Uzi's version of Summer of 69. Really? How yeah. so? Just, like, the Because w- uh, you got the original vocal track, and I think he is, uh, like, either, like, he's, he's you know, either German or, like, Swedish or something. Like, right. he clearly has one of those accents going on. And then it's just like a high energy version of a of a established song. Yeah, it's very clearly supposed to be like for working out. Mm-hmm. It starts with just like like just fast drums. Yeah, and then does like like build up, and then just goes right into na 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 like yeah, like. Totally, and then like loops back and does some verses. Does it even do some verses? Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, says surprises. Let me know she cares and stuff. Yeah, but it's all like fast beat, speed master. But it's not live or pretending to be live. That's fair. Which is um a slight change. That is a slight change. Um. The 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 synth noise, I think it's a synth noise that goes on in about forty seconds. 
as the sort of end to the the riff. Is thing. it the like, like build up? It's that thing that goes. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? It's like pretty quiet, yeah. Like I guess it's it's doing so it's doing the muted part on that guitar. Oh, plays. I think I see. So it, it but it, it's kind of sounds it's like, like just the guitar. But it's no, it's this loud like. Da, 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 da. It's like forty a, seconds in. To, yeah, it starts at like forty-one. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it that time. Yeah. What about it, sorry? Yeah, what's the fucking deal with that? What kind of sound is that? I don't know. I can barely hear it, honestly. Well, fuck you, Alex. It's high pit. Is that what it is? Sure. (laughs) I think, Uh, if I heard heard it right. Yeah, I think it is kind of high pitched. It reminds me of a uh, of a, a similar sound I've heard in the Mother Three soundtrack. Okay, it's kind of used to build intensity, I guess. So it's it's serving a similar purpose here. It does. This song is intense throughout. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. I heard it more at one forty. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's got a couple of breaks. Blip, for blip, synth, blip. Okay, I see synth, what you're saying. I see in, why yeah. you're trying to bring attention to this because it is definitely yeah. that like bleh, bleh, like like intensity sound i yeah. haven't thought about it very much so i can't give you like an analysis or anything but i'm going to think about it but i'll actually probably forget to think about it that's okay you usually do but yeah it's definitely like like you also hear it in like um uh what's it um like investigation cornered like yeah, like like Phoenix, like Ace Attorney, you know, it's it's yeah, the like yeah, present yeah. intensity sound. So it's just that like sudden like sting. Yeah. So and so it's weird to hear it used like in a row like that. I it guess. is just like it's a lot. <laughs> it's just like every it's intense. Yeah, that's yeah. This version is about being intense. There's some trap drum that goes on like near the end, particularly. Because it ends on a sort of drum break. Oh yeah, totally. Like it's all drums at the end. Like, know all the small things. Let's just drums. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, this is the longest version. Yeah, I think you're three supposed three minutes and forty eight. Like seconds. you're supposed to play it during a workout. Yeah, so, this like is definitely part of a workout like, session. They're trying to make it as long as they can. You know. Because mm-hmm. it's gonna play along with all your other stuff. Just in a, your but, your pump it up playlist. The thing is, all the small things is already high energy. Yeah, but this is this has got like the beat. This has got like, I mean, this is what they do. This is their thing. I yeah. I would argue that you could work out fine to all the small things, but this has such like a defined rhythm where you can like right. get into that like meditative state. This isn't a listening song necessarily. This is a tuning out song, but the beat sticks in your mind so you like stay at the right pace right so do they just string like a bunch of these same beats per minute songs together yeah i think the idea is you keep the same rhythm or they keep the same rate Hmm. so then that's probably why there's so many versions so you can just like find 12 songs that all have the right they sync up right and then just play them back to back God, I would hate that. I mean, yeah. 
But hey, if that's what gets you working that's out, that's what gets you up, you. up and at them. Gets what gets you moving. If that's what what, right what gets your muscles on fire, then that's good for you. Gets- Speaking of <laughs> on fire, <laughs> our next band is Fame on Fire Fame in 2018. Yeah, these guys identify as pop punk. Yeah. I thought they sounded a little more hardcore. Just a little bit, though. Well, yeah, because they get the surprise growl coming in. It's also 2018, so it's probably a little more hardcore influence in pop punk these days. Could be. Yeah, so it started out as a solo drum cover project, apparently. That's... I can see why that didn't go far. Yeah. Um, interesting. So all of them were, or just like a guy who wanted to uh, do well, yeah. drums? That just sounds like one dude was doing drum covers and then just formed like, a Fuck band. Fuck it. <laughs> now I'm getting band members. Like clearly they have more than just a drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's their story. They're from Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, this one starts with a plane noise. Yes, it opens with some plane sound effects. Um, and then, hang on, hang on, where are we? Where are we? Yep, plane sound effects. Interesting, sounds a little different. And then, and then there's like, the, the bass comes in, but it's doing like, it's kind of pausing a bit more. Doing like a banana, banana, banana. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, so it's like it's a little more. I don't know. It's a little more space, I guess. Than yeah, just like, and you particularly hear it. Yeah, when it comes to the verses, they uh, really break that continuous stream too. Yeah, particularly I noticed it on the second verse. Uh, probably happens on the first verse too. Yeah, it happens on the but first yeah, verse, too. It sort of subtly carries that uh, like heavy metal or hardcore vibe to it. For sure. For sure. It's got that feeling, man. Yeah, and you can hear you can hear a little bit of the steel on the on the bass strings. So those are those are some fresh strings. Or at least fresher than mine. <laughs> How fresh are your strings? Um Let's see. So they said the bass was in the shop for a few years. And then I got it and didn't change the strings on it. I'm going to say probably three years. Yeah, we call that seasoned. Yeah, that's right. Hang on, I'm trying to find a part. Um, In the second part of the verse, they add this like, like synthesizer arpeggiator of the first verse. Yeah. Or or what we maybe called the second verse. So it's got it's just doing that kind of like it's Yeah. Yep, I hear it. Like there's there's some more synthesizers in there. The other notable synthesizer comes in. Let's see if I can find it. At a minute and twelve seconds. It sounds almost like the uh the synth in numb. Yeah, I was gonna say that. It does. It's in the background, and it's doing that, like, it sounds like this synth from the very beginning of Numb, 
but it's not doing like it's just playing yeah, yeah. same yeah, same energy long play instead of being like boop, 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 boop. exactly so yeah, that's maybe my biggest takeaway from this one i was like yeah that synth and numb kicks ass kind of does <laughs> i didn't really think about it very much but it, we talked about it a lot though i think on that episode how like strained it was and how mm-hmm. like strained and tortured it sounded and yeah this probably less appropriate usage but still a cool sound yeah, like well, it's less thematic, plays... but and then on the following hook we get that uh the growl voice on the say it ain't so just briefly. Yes, that's true. Turn the lights off. I think Carry I would have liked home. to have seen it on both hooks. Then it'd be a little more of that like hardcore feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe even change the tempo like uh the the bomb did. Right. You mean like like just slow down or just do full three four yeah either or just something to kind of get us more more movement in this differentiated a bit more yeah because yeah other than that like they have added a few things but like a lot of this stuff below is very similar like they have a similar breakdown which feels less small i think Mm Hmm. i don't know why but yeah, uh, again, and then they do like the drum like roll. When we talked about Brother Tiger and how some of his tracks just sounded like he modernized the original tracks, right? Like this is this kind of feels like that in some ways. Yeah, I would say less distinctive even. Although maybe that's just because of my like modern bias. Because um, maybe people would have said that blink 182 at the time was derivative of the music that existed at the time that i didn't really listen to right the derivative of gob yeah who maybe wasn't around yet (laughs) speaking of other pop punk groups there there was a a live version of this which is supposedly like the last time tom DeLonge played it live or something but it was avril Mm -hmm. lavigne singing weird and maybe i i read it totally wrong but she didn't do a very good job i don't think but also she has Lyme disease, so maybe she just, like, didn't have energy or something. I don't know how Lyme disease Avril works. Avril Lavigne has Lyme disease? Yeah. This isn't part of that conspiracy where she's been replaced by Caitlyn or it whatever, It probably right? is, honestly. But I think she legitimately has Lyme disease. But, like, watching her sing it, she just has, like, just dead eyes. Like, it was... Yeah? Like, totally without energy, and it was not a great performance was she married to chad at the time uh this was in 2016 so mm. i didn't think so but maybe maybe they broke up some years ago uh alex did you watch the music video for this one i didn't see that there was one there is one it's i can break it down for you pretty fucking quickly yep. here go, you go hear for about it, it? here's go what happens it. So your boys are the the first part of the videos they they get naked because it's a Blink One Eighty Two tribute. Right, that is the front cover of the album. They are naked. Yeah, and so then it's it's two parts essentially. It's half in studio where they're naked playing instruments, and so sometimes like guitars are tastefully covering their dicks and stuff. It's pretty great. Right, tasteful. Um, and then they're in a field running naked. They they do some stretches first, and then they run naked, and then. At the end of the video, it's like, okay, guys, thanks. Just like and subscribe. Like, it ends like a YouTube video. Like, the the video itself? Yeah. Like it's not just something tacked on for the YouTube version? Or I maybe think it's it probably tacked on for the YouTube version. Probably. But 
I think it may be that the YouTube version is the version. That's true. This probably didn't get far. I've never heard of Fame on Fire before. No, I don't think in 2018 it was getting played on MTV. Did does anything get played on MTV? No, they don't even play uh play reality TV shows anymore. Is MTV still around? I'll get back to you on that. MTV. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>, website. <laughs> um. Yeah, but other than that. I think I made my opinion of this song known already, actually. I don't have more. Yeah. Now, make your opinion known on Scary Pockets. Scary Pockets again. What? They... All the small things. Truth care. Truth brings. I'll take one lift. You're right. Keep coming up over and over again. Always oh, this again. Jack Conti motherfucker. Yeah. Again this and again. 2018. This is like conspiracy level shit. I know. Somebody's going to be like, these guys are getting paid by, getting paid by Jack by Conti. Patreon? We don't have a Patreon. Uh, we don't have Patreon yet. Oh? Eyebrow we're raise? Exclusively for pe- we're gonna, I'm going to pay paywall the Linkin Park episode. We're going to make money. <laughs> Everything else is free, but if you want that, <laughs> you want that numb. Everyone's already... Listen now. There's so many people oh. in the world, man. Especially India. Oh yeah, we're tapped in there, bro. Yeah. So yeah, it's another funk piece with that. Uh, I think it's a Roland organ. I'm just guessing because that's what he usually seems to use. Yeah, Roland or Roland or Rhodes. Roland. Rhodes organ. Rhodes. That's the one. Rhodes organ. Um, something like that. Got that sound to it. Same idea. I mean, same as kind of the other ones. I- this is, and I think I've said this before, but I feel like I should like Scary Pockets more than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I dig this style of music, and the, like, idea behind it is kind of cool, because it's just, like, a guy who's, like, otherwise successful doing something that he enjoys, which is, yeah. like, my goal in life. But, um, I don't know. They've never, like, excited me. Although, this one kind of grew on me as I listened to it, I will admit. Yeah. Um, at first I was a li- I wasn't totally sure, but uh, but yeah, it's fun. And there's a music video for this one too, which is just okay. them playing it, of course. Right. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, it's like yes, like straight. Go ahead. I di- musically, it's like you know him playing the like 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 it's this style of music. I doing like quick yeah, quick it's the sort of, sort of stripped down funk kind of thing. Yeah, so it's the it starts with a call and response between the organ and the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's playing the like bump, 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 and the guitar just does this little like noodling kind of. Yeah, and the drums. I don't know what this rhythm is called. Right, he does a lot of, like, it's but, almost jazzy in that there's, like, empty spaces where notes should be. Yeah, and he's, like, very focused on, like, just, a, like, the snare. Mm-hmm. Because jazz is about what you play, but it's also about what you don't play, you know? Yeah. So I believe it's Casey Abrams doing the vocals on this. Yeah, he does a pretty good job. Um, yeah, I think he did a good job on the na 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 nas nas. Yeah, they kind of, especially closer to the end. Well, mm-hmm. they do a few things. They kind of do like triplet na nas because they're like na 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 like that. 
but also yeah. almost like scatting style. Yeah, like there's a like, a lot of nonsense. vocal ad libbing he does as yeah. the song progresses, and uh, yeah, it's kind of sparse instrumentation, especially compared to the sort of wall of noise of the original. True, true, but it's like, but it it's got enough like rhythm section going on that like the energy yeah, stays like the up. Yeah, drums are doing work. They really bring up that that energy level that's what they replace it with yeah and uh, they do a pretty good job this is probably the most i've liked a scary pockets cover yeah i would agree with that so right on and it's like for me it's 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 like again like not right off the start it's i have to wait for the song to play a bit before i'm like am i sure i like this and then it's like oh yeah it's kind of good yeah particularly i because I was going to be a little more down on it, honestly. And then I listened to it today and I was like jamming out to it. And I was like, oh, fuck. I yeah. think I, I, I like this more than I thought I did. So man, I still don't know about getting excited about Scary Pockets, but I do like this version. So they're, I mean, they're yeah. good. I don't dislike Scary Pockets. I don't want shit on Scary Pockets. I just, in this style you know, of music, yeah. there's it's other the, groups the I like thing better. When Leo like, comes that's up, it. I'm like, ah. Like, he's not my favorite, but I'm excited to see what he's going to do with this one. Yeah, like, they're good. I like them. Uh, the other thing is they, like, change the rhythm in the nanas, kind of simplify mm-hmm. things a little bit. I feel like, and then the nanas kind of carry that rhythm. Well, not really, but well, sort of. But it's also the, like, sing-along part, you know? So you kind of yeah. simplify the rhythm and make everything straightforward. So, you know, you know, hey, this is where we sing along. Does that yeah. make sense? I don't know. Um, speaking of Siamese youth, should we talk about a synth pop duo called Siamese Youth? talk about siamese youth what do you know about siamese youth so they're a synthwave duo from berlin hang on are they former residents of siam maybe are they (laughs) i don't know um i can tell you this they're the winners of future cop the movie i think it's a uh like a synth competition okay they might not actually i think i'm thinking of time cop yeah and you know what this music makes me think of stylistically is Kung Fury. Yeah, it's definitely got that like retro '80s, but not actually '80s, like '80s throwback, like yeah. synth pop sound. Yeah, hundred percent. And there's a uh... so we got like a dude singing on the main vocals and a lady on some backup vocals. Yeah, this is very, this is like, I feel like you could do this for the Speedmaster stuff, and it would be better yeah, than Speedmaster. Yeah, I would work out to this before Speedmaster. Yeah, because this has like, well, it doesn't have the rhythm throughout. The rhythm does stop for parts, but I think that's fine, like we discussed before, and they don't cut down for that long. Yeah. It's got that, like, uh, it's almost, it's on the border of being like a gritty TV version of this, though. Kind of, yeah. It it does have a little bit of a dark sound to it. Yeah. Like this is like, like back alley, sort of club. You know, this is the the back alley is the wrong word. I'm trying to say like, you know, this is the hidden one. 
It's not on the yeah. maps. You have to know a password to get into this place. Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's like a speakeasy or uh, underground. Yeah, underground. That's the word. That's the I don't word. know why. It's not even that. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a little bit, maybe. Yeah. No. Everybody's wearing. It's one of those underground nightclubs where everybody's wearing like black leather. Right. At the, the very end. least. This would, like, if it was a movie version of that, they might play this. Maybe not in a real one, because probably in the real ones, they're playing music I've never even heard of before. Like, stylistically, completely different from what my brain can comprehend. That's what I imagine. I imagine very cool things are happening just beyond my comprehension. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like how people used to believe in dragons. I still believe in it, man. I got maps that are just like, here, there be dragons. I mean, what else would be there, right? And it's literally just places in, in, in this city. I'm just like, haven't been there. Probably fucking dragons. Right. It's like, it's the unexplored, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's how I imagine everything is that I haven't seen. Um, covered in leather and with dark synthesizers. Yeah. And dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's got, a, it's got one synth that kind of follows the, uh, the vocals. Da-da. It either plays at the same time or just behind the vocals. Yeah. Kind of doing the like, is that what you're talking about? No, it's okay. literally playing, playing the same notes. Oh, it's hidden then. It goes, it's, I called it an icy synth. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's very yep. high. Mm-hmm. It's very high, a little bit. I can see the icy, kind of thin, whistly sort of thing going yeah. on. Yeah. And you did mention though that that bass synth that do 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 do, which yeah, is uh, just playing throughout. Like a that's a classic, like rhythm line. That's classic, like arpeggiated, like a, just like do, 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 like just throughout four. Yeah, like that could be in a fucking video game. Could you could pull that from man. Battletoads. The the voices are very like auto tuned sounding. Yeah, especially it's at particular. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words. That's okay. At times, very noticeable. When they do the like surprise slam, you know, it's like it's robot sounds. Yeah, Lights yeah, off. you're right. It does uh it does increase its auto tune. Yeah, which maybe it's not auto tune, maybe it's just like vocoders actually. Yeah. That might make more sense. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and it does a little break in the middle that then does the like build up. Yeah, they to, have like uh, a whole like more of like a dance build-up where it's like since being like... Yeah. You feel? Yeah, and interestingly, that synth pattern is kind of what the drums do in the original. It kind of is, because it's like a drum roll. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I've never really thought of those being similar, but here we are. Here we are. So yeah, this one was actually kind of tight. It's pretty. I mean, it's definitely a better like activity version than the Speedmaster version. I'll say that mm-hmm. for sure. With that, let's talk about our final song, also in 2019, uh, Black Friday, but with a V, featuring Kill Zabby. All the small things eat up my brain. Fucked up in the middle of the parking lot. Same place where we. Yeah, couldn't find a lot of info on these. Couldn't find there may be Iranian. anything. No, Iran, Feet Black, that's a different person. Never mind. So this one starts off, I thought it was like one of those like 
the ones that you as a parent you get and you're like, ah, oh, time to play my kid lullabies that are actually pop Yeah, songs. it sounds like that like music box toy piano thing at the start. Mm-hmm. But but it changes pretty dramatically. Not in sound, but in tone. Not in yeah. tone of the sound. It gets trap drums pretty early on. Yes, it does. And they've changed the lyrics. Yeah, and so looking at the album artwork, this dude's like a, a young teenager, right? Yeah. He looks so, yeah, pretty some, young. He looks pretty fucking young, and these li- these lyrics are like, hang on a second, what the fuck? It's about being fucked up in a parking lot. Yeah, so he changes the main, uh, the chorus, which is essentially the only thing, or the hook, rather. Yeah. The, I guess just the first line. Pretty much, and like, <laughs> takes the, like, the, the melody, but changes yeah. the lyrics, but starts with all the small things. Yeah, so he says, all the small things eat up my brain. Which is normal. Fucked up in the middle of the parking lot. Same place where we last met. And I've written out other lines that he says. He says, like a ghost baby, I just want to phase out. And then he says something after that that I couldn't decipher. And then he says, now I'm way too high and my vision's blurry. You don't gotta leave, girl. What's the hurry? Yeah, it's very, like... It's... They talk about drugs a lot. There's a lot of drugs in this and like being dissociated from reality. And actually the music yeah. kind of supports that. It definitely has a dreamy quality. Like you were saying, sounds like a lullaby version. Yeah. So it's kind of that got that like disconnected sound. Yeah, as far as like songs that like cover versions that we talked about that are done by minors, yeah. Like I think this might be the best. It seems solid. It's not a style of music that I am very well acquainted with. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that it's a very boring version, but it does yeah. seem like it has some aspects, some elements. It's an interesting way of doing it, like taking the melody and just kind of ch- like changing some words. It's very much in the vein of like uh, like Kanye West, like Coldest Winter, which mm. came up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. When we were talking Tears about Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Yeah. Um, kind of same idea as that. Like, it takes the melody, but then changes the rest of it. Yeah, and interestingly, just in his use of the first line, he flips around what the small things are entirely. Okay. Because in, in the original, the small things are these little nice things. True care, truth brings, right? Right. And then here, all the small things eat up my brain. It's all the little shit that is like making him depressed and that's kind of tearing away at who he is right right i also got the idea that that like he does talk about like like it does seem to be a relationship that has ended in this case mm-hmm. um so yeah. there were little things that he's now like remembering about it but it's yeah. over so like they're gone so like i'm remembering the small things about the relationship but they bring me pain instead right. because because they're gone yeah, that's actually an even better interpretation. I mean, kind of both works, I think. Yeah, yours is just like the next step. I can't understand all the words, so. Yeah, uh, so um, here's what else I have. Way. He said, I remember when I had you back in my room. We were too fucked up, little past noon. And again, he's like 15. He looks <laughs> like 15, but he could be like 23. You never know. He could be, sure. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Um, then he says, now I'm wishing time would rewind. Take me back to last June. I still do the same drugs without you. And that's where Kill Zavi comes in and goes, ah! 
still do the same draws without you. That is true. That is where he comes in. He does his little, his little thing, which yeah, which I think is a very mo- like that's a very in the in the popular medium style of singing right now. Yeah, where it's like very kind of like obviously pitch corrected. Mm-hmm. And but almost this one almost. Like it's it's changing, like it's almost warbly, you know. Yeah, it's, I think part of that like dreamy quality. Yeah, it's and then because so he says, "I still do the same drugs without you." This is kill Zavi. His verses. She got me so fucked up. I can't forget the past that's all behind. I see everything in a new vision. We could have worked out if you just listened. Yeah, that's Every... an interesting line. Yeah, that's a line I I don't like. Everything, every little thing is bothering my head. I'm taking, I'm gonna take another rope and wrap it around my head. Yeah, so this is like a very modern version because it talks about like doing a lot of drugs and wanting to kill yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. And it just seems, it's with that line we could have worked out if you just listened. It seems to place a lot of blame on the other person. Absolutely. And this is my. <laughs> My instinct of like, now is it a story song or is it how he feels or what you know? How much of this does does the the person or the character acknowledge that it is wrong? Because I would say that that is the wrong sentiment in this situation. Like Mm -hmm. you said, putting all the blame on the other person. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, and then again, with him being the the feature rapper, it brings over the question of how much in control each person was over what was actually written for that. Yeah, man, I spend a lot of time thinking about that, let me tell you. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and then so then after Kill Zavi does his, uh, his verse, he joins in on the chorus, then we get both voices on that all the small things. Right. And he still does like a... Like the hook. Like yeah. The, my little windmill hook. Yeah. I guess it's the say that's, it ain't so hook. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. It's whispered in the background or like yeah, mixed it's pretty, lower at the It's very, very like mumbly. Yeah. But uh, it's there. Yeah. It's uh like a lot of cover versions had trouble making their version unique or putting like enough content in it to make it feel different, you know? Like, right. Putting enough effort in. And this one managed to do it. Yeah, in like a weird way, because this isn't really a style of music I would normally listen to. Mm-hmm. But like I I I definitely respect what it what it did. It changed yeah. quite a bit of the song. Like it changed it up in a way that clearly no one else thought to do. Yeah. So yeah. Way to With go. that, let's get into our final uh final statements, our final review. We got three categories today, and those three categories are the worst song, the, the best, best song. song. And the smallest song. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, Alex, which one of these is the worst? Which one of these is the worst? Hmm. I think Speedmaster. Speedmaster is the one that was just like that I disliked the most for sure. Yeah, it doesn't help that it runs longer than the others, right? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it's not difficult to listen to. It's not offensive, but it's yeah. it's just like this bizarre, like produced. Go work out to it, like but you need it to be different kind of thing. And I get that's the thing people need, but I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah, it's that realm of like whenever I know that like something is somebody's like novelty shtick or whatever like when it's like oh we make epic trailer music i'm like okay i hate this now yeah yep we we definitely expressed our dislike for the that in the past yeah and like we we've had bands with like our thing is we take x and do y to it like when your your approach to covering a song is just essentially being a follow a a formula yeah great we just put it through the cover machine and it comes out as a cover. You're like, great. I hate it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a good reason to to shit on Speedmaster. Um yeah. I would say See now I'm gonna feel bad for shitting on Schmackafots or Guga music. Oh, don't feel bad. It wasn't like that great. <laughs> it really wasn't great. I love that name though. <laughs> I do. I really do. I wanted to like that version. And I maybe that's why it it didn't shine as much as it as it could have you know yeah i was expecting a lot from it that name had a lot to uh, to make the the music live up to it's true but yeah it was just like it really brought out the worst elements of the song somehow like it's just it's too soft sounding to me i i like brass but this didn't do it for me but mm-hmm. it's not my worst but it is your worst yes okay with that, let's move into our best versions, best. Alex. Mm. Do you have a best picked out? I am a little divided. Yeah, I'm I'm having some trouble. But you know what? I think I think that my favorite was the Scary Pockets version. I think really? it was. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. It's uh, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's a respectable pick. It's got it's got some good funk vibes. I like the vocals on it, even though they might for me sway a bit into that over singing kind of vibe yeah and it's not i don't know it doesn't maybe embody the song the best but i today had the best time with it listening to it just like on my car ride so that's the one that gets it today well yeah as as fallout boy once said the songs you like don't stand out at first that is often true that's uh what is that song i don't know i don't know that line you it's a uh, fallout boy what's the one on rock band i can't remember it's not always it's... true but it's definitely been true before that said yeah, it's, it's probably as true as it is not so i don't know <laughs> i don't know if it's really arrival. true but you yeah, notice those yeah. ones you know the ones that grow on you like for me yeah. like every tragically hip song i like i did not like it first yeah don't know why so the, the quote is, the songs you grow to like never stick at first. So I'm writing you a chorus, and here is your verse. Oh, Fall Out nice. Boy, Dead on Arrival. Dead on Arrival. I remember that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and that one always stuck out to me because I thought that was kind of a good, like a, a line that works because that sometimes is the case. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's the ones that grow on you that stick, you know? Yeah. Uh, generally, although, you know, not always, obviously. But, all right, so I think what's your I best? I think talking about it, two of them stuck out to me. Okay. And that was Troglauer Blom. Yeah? For being, like, a kind of fun version. It that- is fun. That I think succeeds in being a little more than just fun. It does a good job of successfully mixing two genres in a in a sort of genuine fashion. Yeah, it's got some interesting musical stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But I think I might actually have to give it to Black Friday and Kill Zavi. As much as I think there are some issues with it, right? It it's uh, it's <laughs> it's just very interesting. It takes the this song that not a lot of people made big moves on, and it made like the biggest moves you can That's do it change the genre pretty heavy by far the, it, the biggest change and i think the change works because i remember casually listening to it this week when i wasn't really looking at who did what i'm like where's that one where the dude just starts shouting halfway <laughs> through the same drugs <laughs> <about you. laughs> Like, it stuck out, and so that's uh i'm gonna give the best version to that because okay. it's i think worth listening to if nothing else all right yeah right on Alex, which one of these is the smallest version? The smallest version? Which one is the tiny, teeny, tiny version? I mean, the shortest version. I know which one is the shortest version, but is it the smallest? Uh-huh. Probably not. Uh, the least popular version? That's probably the, like, Black Friday version, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, What is my smallest version? Imaginary Future is my smallest version for just being small and quiet. I was going to do the same thing because it's sweet, soothing indie for sleepy babies. For sleepy babies. For small, sleepy babies. <laughs> it's going to put you to sleep with a little imaginary future. Imaginary future. And you know what? Actually, if you, mm-hmm. the Guggen Music one is the only one that has um, lowercase letters for the small and things. So that is also the smallest version. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. So there's the four version. answers for your question. I'll take them all, and uh, all right. uh, that wraps up our final reviews. Sure if does. you guys agree with us, disagree with us, or just want to talk about some covers we missed, then hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, that's J-A-K-E-T-H-E-C-R-E-S-S-Y, or at some Alex Wise Guy. that's S-O-M-E-A-L-E-X-W-I-S-E-G-U-Y. And maybe, oh, just maybe... I'll open that app again one day. I just, just opened it. Maybe. You really only have to do it when we cover a song that John cares about. True. Um, with that, we're going to jump into our bonus segment. Bonus segment. Which is a question I've concocted Ooh. on the spot. And that question is, Alex, what's your favorite song that is under two and a half minutes? Or just what's a good song that's under two and a half minutes? I have to check because I don't remember how long some of them are, but I have a few in mind. I'll give you the only good answer. No, I'm kidding. It's not the only good answer. <laughs> T for the Tillerman. Oh, that Jeff is Stevens. very short. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let me look something up real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna list some songs that are potential as I scroll through here. All right. Okay, I'll tell um, you if they're good or not. Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon by Queen. Oh, that's a tight one. Future Legend, which isn't like a song song, but it's cool. 
Right. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. I like, okay, a lot of the stuff on, like, Queen's, on Queen's, uh, on Sheer Heart Attack that, like, runs together is very short. So, like, mm. Dear Friends is pretty dope. Fuck yeah. Um, let's see what else we can find. Oh, actually, one that I've listened to a lot, Jethro Tull has a song called Cheerio. It's only 111. Ooh, they've got one I think that I like that might might hit the mark on Aqualung. I'm trying to find something like really, really like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, is Cheap Day Return a good one? Yeah, I like all of Aqualung, so. Me too. I'm just trying to remember because there's one that I like super love. Um, Wondering Aloud's pretty short, but I don't think it's quite that Wondering short. There's the like seven. It's one fifty three. Long... Wondering Aloud is okay. Is there's like good. a there's like a seven minute long version of that song that goes like into this whole story and like really elucidates like the themes, but they totally cut wow. all that extra stuff. It's very interesting, but I wouldn't think it's worth listening to to every time. But it's it's neat. Um, a lot of this is video game music. Um, let's. Oh yeah, I love Cheap Day Return. Yeah, dope. Be soft, shuffle, shuffle down. I'm just trying to find something like really that I really dig that I would like. Um, do you know? Uh, let me see. Let me see if I. Uh, A lot of these are Queen songs from Queen Two and um, and. Sheer Heart Attack. Also a dope song, Nevermore. Oh, shit, yeah, that one is just under the wire there, too. Yeah. It's it's a short one. <laughs> Fiddle About by The Who. Ooh. The Way I Feel Inside by The Zombies. Ooh, yeah, The Zombies must have some good ones yeah. under two and a half. Zombie, can you hear me? Is that one under two minutes or two and a half? It's 136. Damn, son. Then, da, 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 not that song, but the Dummy, oh, okay. can you hear me? Can oh, yeah, hear yeah, me yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the other one's on Christmas, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, you know what's a really dope song? The Scott mm. Pilgrim anthem by Anna Managuchi off of Scott oh, Pilgrim vs. Yeah. the World, like the game that soundtrack. Yes. That is such a dope song, and it's only 138. That song is actually, oh, like, fuck yeah. fucking incredible. That is, yeah, that's like, a hype jam. That. That's going to be mine. Honestly, I'm not even going to scroll further. Like, it's that. That Definitely, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. So there you have it. T for the Tillerman and the Scott Pilgrim theme from the video game. Oh, shit. Now I'm getting into some good ones. I, I lied about not scrolling. Okay. Here, throw those good ones at Cans and Brams by Yes. Okay. Uh, that was the one. That was it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was those two, really. That are, yeah. like, short and that I really like. Um, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to scroll fast and find some more. I'm skipping a lot of the like short video game loops because that doesn't like really count. Um, but it kind of does. Yeah, well, we're at two eleven, so I'm gonna. Oh yeah, we're we're way over, and you should definitely cut a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna wrap it up. That was our bonus segment. If you guys want to tell us about one oh, of your shit, favorite breaking songs, breaking glass. Oh fuck yeah! If you guys want to tell us about a song that's as good as breaking glass and is also under two and a half minutes, hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag. Under 2.5. You might have to type out point. I don't know if it does. Yeah, P-O-I-N-T. F-I-V-E. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And uh, you can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. And, you know, send us questions, concerns, comments. Tell us about songs that you've covered. Tell us about songs you'd like us to talk about. Uh, send us covers we didn't talk about. Talk to us on the internet using email. Your grandma knows how to use it. Get her to talk to us. Rate us, review us, subscribe, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or your favorite podcasting app. And as we always say on Cover Me, there's a cover in them there hills. We say use that one before. I don't know. Do you think we have? It sounds familiar. I don't know. Um, here, try it. You you give me one then. Oh uh, fuck. Um. As we always say on Cover Me, this episode ran too long.